Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Seems Like Diet Culture podcast. I am so excited to have you here if you are new or have you back if you've been here before. And wow, guys, this has been a week for wellness and diet culture. There have been controversies going on left and right. We've had the Weight Watchers trying to get a part of the Ozempic conversation. We had everyone discussing the Oscars and people's different body types at the Oscars. And now we've had what we're discussing in this podcast, the Gwyneth Paltrow What I Eat in a Day clip that came up from Will Cole's podcast that was posted on Dear Media's TikTok. Wow, that was quite a mouthful, wasn't it? When I was planning this week, I didn't expect to be going over this specific topic. I actually have some amazing topics coming up. I'm so excited for them. One, we're talking about how much exercise is too much exercise, exercise obsession, all of that stuff. And then we have another podcast on this new article that was released on how those that struggle with disordered eating are more often than not in relationship with men, whether like no matter what their gender was, very, not only controversial, but interesting. So we have some really good topics coming up, but when I made this podcast, I wanted it to be a space where I was able to react to stuff that was going on in the culture. Because if you have questions, if you're feeling unsure, if you're getting a lot of opinions and watching a lot of stuff and not really sure how to respond or think about something, I always hope that you can come to this podcast and know that you're going to get that information. So that's exactly why I wanted to go over this What I Eat in a Day from Gwyneth. I... I'm going to try my absolute best to make this not triggering, but I want to say right now, if you feel like hearing specifics of a what night what I eat in a day could be triggering for you or disordered habits or even pretty in-depth wellness and exercise routines, I really, really hope that you decide not to listen to this podcast. You're always welcome to come back to it when you're in a better space or you may not ever come back to it. And that's okay too. My goal with this podcast is to be helpful, not to be harmful. And I've decided that I am going to be playing that clip so that you guys can have context to what we're discussing. And then there's another article that I'm going to use that was discussed in 2020 about Gwyneth Paltrow's What I Eat in a Day. And I'm just going to use that to reference some of the comparisons that people have been making and saying that, oh, this isn't realistic because this is what she did in the past. So Again, this is your time to click out if you don't feel this is a good fit for you. But for the rest of us, we are going to dive right into it, discuss what she said, discuss what this means, talk about the reactions from people that were in the comments and just in the media, talk about the differences between this What I Eat in a Day and her other one and why I think that may be, and so many other things that could be coming up as well. So I feel like it's only fitting to start off by playing you guys the clip of what she said. So we're going to go into that in three, two, and one. What's your wellness routine look like now? I eat dinner early in the evening. I do a nice intermittent fast. I usually eat something about 12. Mm -hmm. um, And in the morning, I'll have some things that won't 
spike my blood sugar, right? So I, I have coffee, but I really like soup for lunch. Um, I have bone broth for lunch a lot of the days. Try to do one hour of movement. So I'll either take a walk or I'll do Pilates or I'll do my Tracy Anderson. And then I get in the sauna. I dry brush and I get in the sauna. So I do my infrared sauna for 30 minutes. And then for dinner, I try to eat, you know, according to paleo. So lots of vegetables. It's really important for me to support my detox. And we are back. How are you guys feeling after that? It is a rough, rough listen. I actually have a reaction video on my Instagram as well, which if you are new here, my Instagram is always in the show notes if you would like to check it out. Of course, you don't have to. Just wanted to let you guys know. And I share some of these thoughts that I'm about to share, but I'm going to expand on them even more. Now, the first thing that I thought when she started on this is how she initially jumps to dinner. I thought this was very strange, but also very telling. Now, I want to make a disclaimer that everything I'm going to be discussing in this podcast is alleged. Allegedly, these things could be something that Gwyneth is dealing with, but I am in no way saying that she is. Okay, allegedly. <laughs> Just make sure everyone hears that. Okay, Goop, are you hearing that? Anyways, so this is something that I will often hear clients do or see them do when they're almost off the cuff asked a question about food. And more often than not, it's because of the fact that they don't really eat until that meal. So first we hear that and that was sending off my alarm bells. Why is she bringing up dinner first? And why is she also mentioning it's an early dinner? You know, what's the vibe? I mean, I guess she could be thinking that she's starting that way because of the fact that that's the first thing that's leading into the next day because, as mentioned in the next section, she's intermittent fasting. So she's probably thinking, how early is my dinner in relationship to when I'm having my next meal? If that's the case, that she's already thinking about it because of the fact that she's having to focus that much on the amount of time that she's IF fasting, intermittent fasting, I don't know why I tried to abbreviate there, that is just so, so sad to me, honestly. Just to start off, imagine already having to obsess about your next day because you're having to plan the time of your meal, okay? So let's start there. Then we kind of go into the whole next meal. I I know it kind of jumps around awkwardly, so I'm going to just go off as I think about it more in the realm of like the the day itself. So then we talk about the, the coffee piece of it and this fact that she says that she has something that doesn't spike her blood sugar. So what's really interesting about this is not only is it not factual, but it's also very contradictory. So as I say this, there's no reason to be stressed about having coffee before you have food, okay? Like, do your routine, find what works for you. But what I do take issue to as a whole is people having coffee as breakfast. No matter if it's bulletproof coffee or if it's coffee with cream, I don't care. Coffee is not breakfast. And also, coffee alone without breakfast at all is not beneficial to your body. Because what it does is it hikes up your cortisol levels, which cortisol also affects your blood sugar. And 
overall, this really messes with your hormones. So the fact that she's readily engaging in this is super interesting to me, especially when she's touting this type of way of eating as a super wellness routine-based practice. Then we get into lunch. I mean, there's not even that much to say. We still haven't had food at this point, right? So that's an issue. <laughs> Clearly, that is an issue. Bone broth isn't food. Soup, obviously, it depends on the type of soup, but I'm assuming that it's a soup that doesn't have a ton of substance from the fact that she's also saying she has bone broth. And then we finally get to the dinner after she talks about all these wellness practices and exercise practices, which she has so much to say about these and so little to say about food. Another thing to, to me is a red flag. And then she discusses how she follows paleo for this, which is so strange to me. To me, it seems like just a way to cut out any of the foods that she doesn't want to eat. So cut out the carbs and any other things that are quote unquote unnecessary than it does she like that it does make me think that she actually wants to follow paleo. And then she touts this because she wants to support detox. What detox are we supporting? First of all, your body detoxes on its own. It doesn't need any quote unquote support to detox, okay? Not through food. Paleo does not detox your body. No food detoxes your body. So what's the reasoning for even explaining that, okay? So that's really all that we have to say about that because there's not that much to discuss because She's barely nourishing her body. And I'm sure that's what most of you guys took away from this is, wow, this isn't enough. And this is pretty sad that this is what she's having. That's at least how I felt. I felt a lot of sympathy for her in this moment in the sense that she was having this and that she was so clearly, allegedly, <laughs> caught up in disordered habits around exercise, around wellness, and around food. I mean, that's just the simplistic piece of it. Now, you guys are probably wondering, okay, who's this guy interviewing her? Dr. Will Cole. Oh my gosh, only my arch nemesis up there with Mark Hyman. <sighs> At least Mark Hyman has the occasional decent take around mental health. I still wouldn't suggest following him um, or listening to anything he says, but Dr. Will Cole is up there. Maybe, honestly, I would say even worse. I have clients that I have specifically discussed how much he messed them up, like horribly in their relationship with food, misdiagnosis. Anyways, I have a whole podcast to do on him. But people are saying, I'm so surprised he hasn't said anything about this. Of course he hasn't because he's just as extreme, if not worse. Maybe not in the sense of not having enough, but in his rules, they are wild. So he loves this, of course. I mean, it, it's ridiculous to me. So I think that him commenting on this is not only ridiculous if he decides to, because I feel that he saw no issue of it or didn't see any issue with it when she first came out with it, but also because he aligns himself with very restrictive practices. So those are my initial thoughts on the video itself. I wanted to then discuss the comments before I take that discussion even further because I actually found them to be super, super intriguing. So to give you guys perspective, this video went up two days ago and it has 1.9 million views. It has 69,000 likes, which is pretty low for a video with that many views. 15,000 comments 19,000 cents and 10,000 saves. So many concerning feelings coming up from these. But the comments in this, low-key, were serving. Okay, that was a little bit of a cringy statement. 
we're going to move forward. I'm sorry that you guys had to do that. Certain comments. Almond mom, final boss. The mother of all almond moms. Bone broth is not soup. Why do I imagine her verbally punishing herself while aggressively dry brushing? Oh, that's so sad to picture. Is starving wellness? What's she detoxing? The bone broth. Bone broth is not a meal. This sounds like colonoscopy prep. Wellness also known as ED. So coffee and bone broth are meals now. Hard past. One hour of movement on bone broth and coffee. So no food. She did not list a single food item other than soup and vegetables. Wellness is the new how do you stay thin. So what is really interesting about this is that all of the comments, at least that are the top comments, are 100% against this. Now, I'm sure if I went down, there probably are people that are saying, you know, this is, why is everyone judging her, blah, 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 right? There's, there's always those people. But I really do believe that even just a couple years ago, but especially years and years ago, people probably would have been praising her, following her, commenting things like going to buy this stuff, you know, whatever it may be. And so... I do think this is a step forward for sure. Now, I want to explain first some of my initial feelings, though, as I looked through the comments and watched this video. Now, the first thing, as I said earlier, is that I felt sympathy towards her. Now, I know that you may be like, why do you feel sympathy towards her, empathy towards her? You know, she's doing this herself. She's profiting off of it. I totally get all of those things, but as someone that knows how challenging disordered eating and those struggles with it are, I still do feel that for her. Now, I don't feel sympathy in the fact that she is still spreading this rhetoric and profiting on it. So do I think overall, I just think, oh, poor Gwyneth that she's dealing with this? No. Can I both be sympathetic towards her condition and what she's dealing with and also extremely angry, agitated, and frustrated that she's spreading this rhetoric and continues to do so many controversial and problematic things in so many areas? 100% yes. So don't feel like I'm trying to give her this free pass. The other thing that came up for me initially is I really feel like if there were just a few more items in this day of eating... So let's say she ate a smoothie for breakfast and soup for lunch and didn't say the bone broth thing and then the thing for dinner. Yeah, there may have been some comments that were saying, oh, this isn't enough, you know, like talking about it. But honestly, I sadly think that a lot of the comments would have been arguing more for the sake of what she's doing being right. So basically saying, this is fine. And the only reason I bring that up is because I think that the benefit to this whole anti-diet culture movement is that we have been able to slowly start to see through starvation techniques and ways to really restrict intensely. We are 100% struggling to see through problematic wellness techniques. And so I would really open your mind to the fact of how would you, or I would ask yourself the question of, I feel like I'm using really weird statements. I'm sorry, guys, stick with me. I feel like my brain's a little jumbled today, but we're gonna, we're gonna pick it up. Um, ask yourself, would I have reacted differently if those things were true, if there was a little bit more food, even though it wasn't enough. Because I think that's an important thing to to ask yourself. So 
I do think that it's a step forward that people are commenting on this and against it. I do feel like there is an element to it that is only because of the little amount of food, which is not the only problem that I see here and isn't the only problem I've seen with Gwyneth Paltrow's What I Eat in a Day is in the past. We'll discuss another different one in the future that I still feel like was problematic that many people didn't speak to the nature of it being problematic in the same way. But also, this totally gives me thin, white, privileged woman, right? Now, let's just make sure that it's known, especially if you haven't seen me before. I am a thin, white, privileged woman, okay? So I'm calling my own section out with this. But I feel like Gwyneth is one of the pinnacles of the thin, white, privileged, problematic woman pyramid. Like, she's at the top. And the reason why I say that is because she can do something like this, just like all of her other controversies that she's had, and then somehow just come out of it on the other side totally fine. She's just so untouched by these issues. And she never seems to express any guilt, any regret, any type of mindfulness about how this is affecting people. And even worse, she continues to profit off of this too and profit off of the way that her body looks and sell it as wellness. And we see this so, so freaking much, so much more than you guys maybe even know without being in the space itself, in wellness culture right now. This wellness obsession as of recent with the rise of the skinny heroin chic type of mindset again has essentially become people selling, restricting yourself as wellness. And this is exactly what she's doing, but she just took it one step too far to the point where people raise red flags. But then again, I would also ask yourself, if someone else posted this, if someone in a larger body posted this especially, would people have had the same reaction? And that is a very hard-hitting and important question to ask yourself. Now, there are people, including people that were in my comment section, saying, this is misconstrued, this was chopped up, this isn't actually what she eats, which personally, I don't really understand why people are defending her. I mean, she has a billion, I don't actually know how much it is, but she has a company that's worth billions of dollars from what I remember looking up. She is constantly problematic. She profits off of people that she shouldn't be. She exudes privilege. She has had so many different moments where people have called her out of touch, where she is classist. I mean, the, the list goes on. So I guess I don't really understand why someone would defend her. I mean, if you still want to like her, that's totally up to you. I'm not saying like, oh, this is a hate Gwyneth train. That's ridiculous. I don't think we should spend our time hating anyone, but we can comment on the ways that they affect others, which is always where I take concern. So I don't really understand this whole thing of like, why are you guys judging her? Like, why is everyone so judgmental that's a dietitian that's had food freedom before? And I'm like, because this type of stuff is the stuff that I've seen kill people. I'm not trying to be dramatic. It's true. So yeah, I do feel really passionate about it. Why would I argue for Gwyneth Stakes about the positive of this or just let her share her thoughts when it's so problematic and it's so harmful to people's mental and physical health? Like, I just, that's something that I can't quite understand. So 
the thing that most people are referencing and saying that, oh, this isn't how she eats, this is chopped up, is this 2020 Harper's Bazaar video that she did. And it also discusses what her wellness routine is. It really is what I eat in a day, but she adds in like all these other wellness practices, of course. And in this, she talks about how she has more food. So she starts off with oil pulling. She has coffee. She does a smoothie sometimes, a peanut butter protein bar sometimes. She says that she's hung over. She'll have an egg sandwich and an IV, but she said at the time she was maybe too old for that. Salad for lunch, you know, sometimes a lettuce wrap or jicama tacos or something like that. Salty or crunchy snack. And then one pot dinners for weekday nights. And then the occasional cocktail. Then they asked her about cheat meals, or she said a cheat meal, and she talked about french fries, okay? So she put this together. She is being interviewed, and I'm not going to lie to you. I think that a lot of these Harper Bazaar videos are inaccurate because I feel like people are trying to be aware of how they're presenting. They have a lot of time to think about it. Versus on this podcast, it was kind of spur of the moment. But also, I acknowledge that there could be a lot of change from that time in 2020 to now. And the thing that's funny to me is, like, the comments on this were pretty positive, And yet, I still think this is not enough food. It's still way too wellness-oriented. She obviously has that good and bad food or cheat and non-cheat mindset around food. And... It just still, to me, doesn't give me great vibes. It is better, for sure. It's better than this other one because it has more. But I think we need to ask ourselves why we have such a different reaction to her doing this than her doing this other one. Now, another observation that I have, and this is more of a kind of clinical standpoint, and I do want to mention as a huge limitation that The Harper's Bazaar videos, you know, she has makeup on. It was three years ago. They have the right lighting. This Will Cole podcast, you know, they're just, she's no makeup, it seems, all natural. She's obviously, you know, in a different recording space. But as you look at her from a clinical standpoint, it just seems that the life behind her eyes isn't really very strong. That's not clinical. So I should say, from a perspective of someone that often... works with people struggling with disordered eating. When I looked at her, I felt that the life behind her eyes looked a little drained. And even if you were to compare how she looked in this Harper's Bazaar video to there, it did seem that she just didn't look very well and lively. And of course, we're getting one little image. We don't want to judge people based off of how they look. But I think that we all know when we look at someone and they just don't seem like they have that same light behind their eyes, that's just the vibe that I personally got. So that's a completely personal opinion. I have nothing to back that up. But I did notice that. And I thought it was really, again, sad to see that specifically. So whether it be the past one that she did or this one, I personally still take issue to what it was that was shared. And there have been a lot of people that have done videos before reviewing what she shared in that video or trying it, and they've all come to the conclusion, if they're more dietitian and and nutrition and science-based, that it's not enough, doesn't keep you full, it's not very helpful. So with all of this being said, 
it's obviously up to you 100% how you feel about Gwyneth Paltrow, how you feel about Goop. I'm not trying to get you to dislike Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm not trying to start the anti-Goop renaissance, although, I mean, I'm not a fan of Goop. I think we need to do a whole podcast on that as well. But there's a lot of articles you could search out there that talk about some of the shortcomings of Goop itself already. But why I wanted to discuss this is more because of the fact that this is exactly what I was trying to get with or get towards in my The Epidemics of Influencers with Disordered Eating and Exercise podcast. There are so many people out there, whether they be celebrities, business owners, influencers, whatever it may be, that are struggling with their relationship with food and exercise and body image. And what they're presenting to you or even saying to you may not be what they're actually doing. And this is one of the biggest examples of this. This woman is profiting continuously off of the fact that people think that she is the pinnacle of wellness, and yet she herself is doing incredibly unhealthy, non-wellness-like activities and doesn't even have correct information about nutrition either. Like, it's not even like she's just engaging in wellness. She's literally just engaging in starvation mechanisms, and it's super problematic. So I would take away from this that, of course, always look at these type of influencers or people with a very guarded, like, look at these in a guarded way. Just know that what they may be showing you may not be accurate. Maybe unfollow them. Don't engage with these people. That's what I would suggest. But then also recognize that wellness culture is so ingrained with diet culture. They interact, they are one in the same with different nuance. And this is a perfect example of that. The company that is supposed to be the pinnacle of wellness has a founder that then puts out this type of what I eat in a day. And people think it's a coincidence, but I promise you it's not. These practices that they're doing are not wellness. They are not health. They are different ways to make you spend money to contribute to the wellness industry, diet industry, profit cycle. And they are using people and bodies that look exemplary to bait you into paying for this stuff instead of actually being honest. So on a scale of one to 10, zero being no diet culture, 10 being the most diet culture, this is a full-on 10 out of 10. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. It's 100% a 10 out of 10. And I am bummed that this was something that came out for the people that have been affected by it and, honestly, for the fact that she's in it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and topic of the week. If you have questions, please let me know. If you enjoyed this, I would love if you shared or rated and reviewed the podcast. I am always so appreciative if you guys want to submit topic requests. There's a link in the show notes to do so. There is also the link to my Live Unrestricted program and also officially launching my Live Unrestricted practitioner program. I will talk more about this soon, but there is currently early bird pricing. It will never be this price again. So if you are interested, make sure to click click the link down below to book a free consult and apply. I'm super excited about our founding round. So thank you guys again. I'll see you next week.